This is Off the Break Podcast, presented by Silver Screen Insider. Welcome back to Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. Uh, with me today is Kyle, our media manager and Marvel cinephile. Hello. Ken, our junior film buyer. Good afternoon. Birthday boy and action movies aficionado. <laughs> I heard the birthday boy snuck in there. He's his birthday today. And I'm Cody. I'm film buyer and I've still seen only 19 AFI top 100. Dun, did, dun, dun. did not watch your movie, huh? Spoiler alert. <laughs> 19 movies That's still. That's you hinted at if <laughs> frequent followers are counting. They'll yep. know. Yeah, they'll and know. also Cody, our maven of the one-shot opening read. It didn't take her two times, folks. <laughs> no, this is not the second time around. <laughs> the first time will be cut out, but it was enjoyable to watch it fall apart. Because <laughs> 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 we talked about it falling apart last week. Yeah. <laughs> But like oh. we said, it's relatable stuff. It's funny. It's what the people want. You're going to give me like anxiety over the intro reads me? now. <laughs> I just thought it was a funny story. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Chit chat. It's Ken's birthday. Yay. <laughs> Time to party. Party. <laughs> you don't look a day over 21, Ken. I know. You're look looking good. So handsome. You can keep your job. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't get to make that decision, by the way. <laughs> it, still, no. it still saves me. No, I mean, no, no voting in the matter at all, but uh, no. you can you can stick around, kid. That word of mouth, though. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep putting positive vibes out there. <laughs> yeah. I do what I can. So... Today, um, Ken is going to help determine and met out my punishment for not watching. Already decided. Ryan. Hilarious. Kyle and I agree. It's the funniest thing we could do today. Okay. Good. Looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> she says sarcastically. Yeah. I just, guys, I had a busy week. These, these repertory bookings are just slowly, slowly killing me. Maybe maybe not so slowly. They're just draining the life out of me right now. You're already gone. Yeah. It's, it's just a muscle that we don't work that often. It's something we fill in when somebody wants to play The Godfather or play Jurassic Park or yeah. play Back to the Future. We don't do it all the time. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm super good at walking. Now do it in sand uphill. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's just so many of them. It's, it's definitely overwhelming for us. It's overwhelming for the studios. We're starting to get into a good routine, but it is so much more work than a normal week. Now you're counting down the days to where new product comes out? I had just for Universal alone over 100 dates last week. Just That's just Universal. That yeah. wasn't Warner's and Paramount and Sony. And, and then we are going to add Disney in like two weeks. So Yeah, <laughs> when a normal week could be you know, half that many bookings because yeah. things hold and things stay or something does well. Mm -hmm. It can be half that many for a normal week and you're dealing with one title. Right. One, <laughs> one maybe two or three, yeah. not a hundred titles. A big, a like, big week would be like four or five titles before a holiday when they all yeah. come out. Yeah. But you're doing those weeks ahead of time. Oh yeah, you know. You know ahead of time. <laughs> like, and And then you're doing holdovers and you're doing all this. It's just, this is so different. This is everybody wiping the slate clean on a screen every single week and that just does not happen yeah <laughs> normally no so it's, it's entirely possible that singing in the rain could be in the top 10 this weekend yeah as it should be <laughs> <laughs> not right. like not like of all time for uh grosses for <laughs> june in 2020 yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> which is incredible. No, it's just a strange time, but it's just so mentally time consuming and draining to like make sure you're taking care of and not missing anything. Like that's the biggest part is just checking and rechecking and entering and then double checking that you entered it correctly and then making sure you send it off to the studio correctly and then into the right studio into the right studio <laughs> and then there's a story there and then you get the of it. <laughs> and then you get it back from them and then you have to enter terms and then you have to make sure just double check one last time that you got the play dates right because it's not just that you're doing all these films but people are playing them um, sometimes one day sometimes just a couple days during the week and sometimes the whole week so yeah, and movies in films change hands too mm-hmm. i mean one like dreamworks dreamworks oh. becomes four different film companies sometimes yeah. it changes really that many but yeah it's it changes changed hands. hands and then uh yeah if you are a uh looking for something classic it could be uh United Artists, via Lionsgate, via Weinstein. Via MGM. Now, now to Park Circus. Yeah. Shout out to Chris over at Park Circus. Yes, thank thanks, you, Chris, at Park Circus. dealing with our craziness. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just um, just draining. And so when I get home at night, I'm like so, my brain is so fried. I, My poor children. I'm just like, who are you? What's going on? <laughs> Mommy just needs to go lay down. <laughs> But it's okay. A couple. I'm. I think we're getting in a really good routine, and that that helps. Fit definitely becoming more and more efficient each week. But um, just for our listeners to know, definitely need ten days advance notice. Not because I'm so bad, but just the studios for my like hundred dates. I probably gave Universal last week. I'm just we're just one film buyer, we, and there's we hundreds of us. The last booking at eight p.m. last night for. Uh, 6 p.m. on Friday. Right. And it's usually, at the latest, it's done by noon on Tuesday. Yep. But we confirmed it, you know, two and a half days later There were some changes. You know, the studios missed booking one film, you know, the first Jurassic World or or the um, dates were wrong on another one. It's just really minor little things, but... Tried and going back in and figuring out out of, out of those hundred what the little mistakes have been. It, it took a couple days. And it's the you know it's a two after Jurassic World on a spreadsheet that's three pages yeah, long. Yeah, that just says like JW two. So you're like, yeah. oh no, I saw JW. I thought I got the right one. <laughs> and your brain goes to John Wick because those are the newest ones for yeah. JW. You don't think of Jurassic <laughs> World when you see that those initials. Well, you are if you're looking at a universal spreadsheet. Yeah. Not, if, not if your brain's fried. Yeah, if your yeah. brain's fried, <laughs> it doesn't matter at that point. Yeah. <laughs> so ten, so ten days notice has very, very been very helpful, helpful, and it is just mandatory now at this point. And and unfortunately, we've had to institute a no changes policy because once I submit all those dates, it's just so hard to go back and change them. Not just not for us, but for the studios. They they can't be going back in and tweaking stuff unless it's a legitimate, you know, actual or mishap on the studio's part, like a missed booking or an an error. We just can't go back in because people feel like playing something different. Would a like corporate reasoning be a part of that as well? Like if corporate says they have to make a switch suddenly like is that one that yeah gets grouped in there i'm just curious a little bit but it's just you know it's just too hard to make changes so if you want if you got i don't know the second back to the future and it didn't do as well and you you know canceling is not a big deal but maybe you wanted to play i don't know 
something else instead of Back to the Future well, like that, and the, and the, you don't give enough notice switching them out like that. Well, we've had the all the animated movies and kids shows underperform. Yeah. So to pull those off your schedule when you've already got a hard drive, when you've already got a week, you know, a month's worth of and dates. And try to in. change them with some other one thinking that some different kid show is going to work. Minions is going to do better than Sing. It, yeah. it doesn't make any difference. No. Things are going to perform the way they're going to perform well, right we, now. We actually, in talking with some studios, they're thinking about, because they're it's just so much work on their part to make changes and all that, that they they may either not allow them at all or start penalizing with with change fees and i'm like yeah. you're what? not gonna charge the clients to like what is it gonna be like 50 bucks to change you know it's just silly so yeah so we're just trying to limit that frustration on their part by no changes once i submit the dates they're locked in which is just easier for everybody i mean you don't want sounds like it you don't want to change your promotions anyways either yeah yeah now, you don't want to change them because you have uh, things like ghostbusters which is slated yeah. for uh june 8th it's gonna play it was gonna play june 8th on monday <laughs> yeah um, sony it was until for whatever reason the rug got pulled out from under everyone <laughs> from under locations nationwide seven yeah. days before yep when they had been promoting for weeks before that but now we've got july 3rd Ghostbusters Day. I don't trust Sony. <laughs> I don't trust I you, don't Sony. I don't buy it. <laughs> what about... Uh, Shame on you if you burn me once, was it? Shame on me if you burn me twice. Okay, George Bush. Yeah. <laughs> Shame on me for following you, Well, they've Sony. got uh, this wonderful new movie, uh, Broken Hearts Gallery, that's coming out July yeah. 10th. <laughs> Apparently. Supposedly. <laughs> we found that out this week. So we got notified by this that Sony was now going to release Broken Hearts Gallery nationwide on july 10th which is a great spot it's an open week yeah you think though that like sales would send out a notice hey by the way we made this great corporate decision no marketing sent us uh here's your assets for a movie yeah and but you've seen the trailer right so it's good there's no trailer, trailer that came with those emails <laughs> yeah. marketing was just like put on your social media this movie's coming out here's a logo and a picture <laughs> yeah How but, about it, it? but How it's about sony it? so like kevin hart or dwayne johnson is in this somebody no, no, it's the Red Power Ranger from that movie a couple of years ago. It's the Red Power Ranger? I think he was the red one. He's also in Stranger Things. Daiquiri something. Daiquiri Montgomery? I think that's his name. Da- daiquiri? Is it Daiquiri? It, I think so. I could go for a Daiquiri. Yeah. <laughs> Is that an option? I'm a pina colada kind of gal. <laughs> I mean, sure, you can try and take that into that movie. Support yeah. him if Let's... you want. Well, let's, I can't because they'll be watching it at home because I doubt it's coming out. You don't think it's going wide? No, it probably will, but let's who not, knows? Let's not worry about Sony. We have yeah. no idea if these are going to stay. What is set in stone? Greenland. I am so excited for this. It's a, what, a Gerard Butler action movie from STX, right? Yes. Some sort of apocalypse, mo- apocalypse movie starring Gerard Butler, STX, so you know they're going to go way overboard with the violence and the explosions. <laughs> I am beyond Sounds excited. like your kind of movie. True. <laughs> Sounds like everyone's kind of, Who no. does not love no. this kind of movie? No, thank you. <laughs> it definitely leans more towards Ken. So this is yeah. the best birthday news he could ask for. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> When's this coming out? Did I, uh... July 31st. It's oh, finally so slated. End of the month. There's okay. going to be a lot of stuff at the end of July. Uh, yeah. Well, if I, everything works I had out. A, but... We kind of talked about how we thought they would start. Once, um, once I think some of the major markets, like they were really looking for New York, LA, and some other one like Chicago or those, once those markets start opening up, you'll start seeing more films, I think, once, at the release. Once the, the three majors open up, then we'll yeah. start getting more stuff on the calendar. But yeah, it's already loaded. Like this, 
fourth quarter for 2020 is could possibly be if the audience has turned one of the biggest right. fourth quarters ever just because people need to get back and there's just product after product after product yeah. they've slammed it in there i think the only issue you're gonna see is because i don't think you're gonna have another shutdown due to the virus i just i don't think that politically that's palpable for a lot of governments to do anymore but i think you'll still see restrictions you know they can operate but they're gonna be maybe 25 like really restrictive 25 percent capacity or 50 i don't think the restrictions are gonna get lifted anytime soon i would see that only if there was a second spike and they start to make some stricter restrictions but i think well, I that you're right yeah. though. We're still going to be seeing because um, I had less, less restrictions like as it goes on. I had some clients in Oregon that want we're going to open this week, but their governor just did a pause for it's only a one week pause. But they went through all the effort and trouble and advertising and spent money to get ready for this weekend, and then the governor paused it because of a spike in cases. Oh, geez. So I don't. I mean, they didn't get to open yet, so they're not really shut down or again or anything. They've just, it's a continuation of policy. But I kind of feel like this is what is going to happen is that you're, you may regionally get a spike in cases and you may get more restrictions handed on you. So you, you need to plan for contingencies and if that happens. Because we are getting into summer and people, I think, are getting, their attention span is getting past the time where they think that there's not, the virus around yeah they forget that it is around and maybe it never really got to their areas mm-hmm. very um very heavily and people weren't super affected in certain spots and so now they're just so ready to move on to more normal routines but it's still there it's still around and there's still a chance that government could come down on and restrict you further but i don't think that we're gonna ha- see closures again i don't i really don't think that's gonna happen until COVID twenty, <laughs> no. dun dun dun. It's bigger and badder than ever. COVID twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, you would think <laughs> they missed an opportunity. Yeah, missed a prime opportunity. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's just like Bad Boys for Life being the third. Yeah, <laughs> come up with something else, guys. Right. Bad Boys for Life is number four. Right. Now, what are you going to do? Because it did so well. You're going to have a Bad Boys number four. Bad Boys for, for Life four. Oh, crap. For Life part two. For, it's going to be Bad Boys forever. If the part two thing for, for movies reals. was still around. For reals. <laughs> yes. There it is. And it would be the number four instead of the word. But like sp- spray paint graffiti for like. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking graphics awesome. Yeah, they're bad boys. Forever. For reals. Oh, it, yeah, forever, for reals. I want like a Zorro like slash in it. Yeah. Speaking of slashing, one and only I've announced Disney Plus in August. Yeah. We kind of had a feeling this was going to happen. Because we never got any information on this movie. No graphics, no. We got a a title, and that was it from Disney. We never got graphics. We never got title art. We never got anything from it, a trailer, nothing. So when it was still left on the release schedule, we're like, this isn't happening. There's just, there's no promotion going into it. We didn't know anything about this, whether it was a Disney (laughs) title or a Fox holdover. What it was, what I it was. I assumed it was um a animated Viking movie. I did Which, not know it was about a gorilla. Well, t- yeah, to be fair, <laughs> when you hear the name Ivan, you're like, oh, Ivan the Barbarian, the Viking, yeah. what have you. 
But to double check, we did Google it, and it turns <laughs> out that it's based off of a children's book about like a an, uh, a gorilla named Ivan, and he has like a friend named Stella the elephant. I didn't read the full gist of the story, <laughs> honestly, but just based on what I saw, it definitely was not about not Vikings. about Vikings. Stella, I could go for a couple of those right now. <laughs> yeah, it's Friday. It's his birthday. It's, it's Friday's his birthday. All this is lining up pretty well. We're just having coffees right now, but maybe drinks later. Yeah. <laughs> Much earlier. Oh. It is a little early in the day for. Well, did we get any new drinks. trailers this week? I believe we did. <gasps> we for did. Bill and Ted Three. I forget yes. the full name of it, so I'm calling the, it Bill and Ted Three. Um, the, something the music. Oh. Face the music. Face the music. That's yeah. what it is. Okay. So good sequel title again. Not terrible. Yeah. Yeah, I think Ted, it works. Face the music. Yeah. It's really nice to. I was I was never a huge Bill and Ted fan. I didn't. I, Really, I have watched the movie because I didn't like the. I mean, don't uh, work. I have, surprisingly not on the AFI top one hundred. I've watched. <laughs> yeah, I've watched Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, whatever it is. Is it Excellent Adventure? Yes. Excellent yeah. Journey. Bogus Journey. Bogus Journey is the second one. That's the second yeah. one. Okay. Okay. I couldn't remember. You can't start. You can't start a franchise with Bogus Journey. You'd be like, I'm not going on this journey with you. <laughs> yeah. Now an excellent journey. Excellent adventure. Absolutely. Excellent adventure. Absolutely. I don't know if I've seen the second one, but I have seen the first one for sure. I've heard the first one's better than the second one anyway. I've, actually, I've never seen them myself, so oh. I'm not. Yeah, I didn't like the military dad in the first one. He was just like, he's, he's going to send and break up the best friends. No. <laughs> I think that's the point. You're not supposed to root for yeah, him. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> so it worked, <laughs> clearly. It did. Anyways, I, so it was weird to see them, so Keanu Reeves and stuff, so much older. And still in that Bill and Ted character, but I thought it was heartfelt, and it was kind of the movie I'm I'm more looking forward to, like the tone of film I want to see. Something silly, just for the sake yeah. of being silly. Yeah, yeah, I want something silly and fun and lighthearted, and I, so I'm really looking forward to this one. I actually really enjoyed the trailer. I think because of that. I wonder if they're going to interject any George Carlin into it. Um, oh, he's. Obviously, yeah. since past he was old in the first two, but <laughs> I think you know there's a there's definitely a place for that. Yeah, a tribute of some kind, yeah. maybe. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I dug the trailer too. I think, especially in these times, like it was something just for everyone to be like, "Oh, that was nice. That was a nice two minutes at least." Right. So maybe it'll convince people to not only check out the first two, but also at least come back to a theater and just turn off their brains and be able to enjoy something that'll make them smile hopefully that's what happens yeah we'll see how that goes so you can find the trailer on silverscreeninsider.com you sure check can. it out enjoy it it's hard it's good if me it's a good feel good trailer yeah the trailers are free on the website right yeah you bet but if you want uh, the detailed version you sign up for a subscription you yep. can yeah and it's really inexpensive right it sure is only 25 dollars per month all right <laughs> Gotta love promotion. <laughs> Speaking of promotion, I got a screener. My very first screener as a junior film buyer. Ooh. You know, to be honest with you, I've never had a screener. They've always had somebody else's name on them sent to me. <laughs> the Ken, Ken version of Unhinged mm-hmm. was uh, viewed by myself. Uh, th- shout out to Solstice for getting the promotion out there. I've seen... Yeah. Uh, Russell Crowe out and about uh, promoting this, and it was it was nice to see something new, right? Like yeah. new, new, and made for theaters. Yeah. Yep. Um, 
Yeah, it was it was exactly what you thought it was as a uh, a uh, can't stalker. Can't get into too many details. No, it's a stalker because thriller. Solstice asked it's, not to divulge anything. Yeah, it's so. a stalker thriller with Russell Crowe. Yeah. involving road rage, and it's you know it's rated R. It's 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 as advertised. Yeah, yeah. the trailer nailed it in two minutes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's all we're gonna say that's about all we're gonna the say movie. That's all we're gonna say about the movie, except for the fact that. <laughs> Everyone remembers Russell Crowe from Best Picture Gladiator. You bet. Bronzed, hairy, yeah. greased, muscular. muscular, greased up, killing tigers with his bare hands. And now there is a new 2020 Russell Crowe, meaning that he gained 2,020 pounds for this <laughs> oh, newest role. No. Don't, don't do him dirty like that. Yeah. <laughs> no, he is. He is an older gentleman. And he has had some difficulties in his personal life, and you just your metabolism slows as you go get older. At some point, you stop. At some point, you yeah. just are good. You don't need the. He wasn't anymore. a young man in Gladiator either, so. Yeah, but he's the same age as Brad Pitt. We all remember Brad well, Pitt from Brad Once Upon Pitt a Time in Hollywood. Is a freak of nature, all I mean, right? Some genetics <laughs> are just unfair. Yeah, and I ungodly. Mean, yeah, HGH is. is real, folks. If you inject it into your into your brain, I did or did not say he was using that. I is, just I is will a say. freak of nature, and he should not be compared to mere mortals at all. Brad Pitt can call in any time and defend his stance of. HGH or no HGH, but yeah. it's part of the cocktail that goes in, in there. All Whatever fairness, the cocktail is, it's not not everybody can well, Russell, <laughs> get those results. Russell Crowe is doing his fair share of cocktails, not involving <laughs> yeah. HGH. Yeah, I've got some pictures up here of him. Uh, these are pre-unhinged, but uh, oh, they're pre-unhinged. This first one is my favorite. <laughs> so what, Gladiator? The scratching the the tush in the airport. Him uh, polo shirt. Track pants and his hand down the back of said track pants. <laughs> Again, yeah. at some point, at a certain age, you just stop caring. Yeah, I know. That's for me, totally it was uh, thirty-two. <laughs> oh no, really? You've stopped? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it feels like it. <laughs> my, my belt, my belt is stopped caring. <laughs> that's why it stayed at home so today. So lucky. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but uh, shout out to Solstice for picking a great release date and yeah. really putting putting the pressure on the other film companies to get something to out. step up. Yeah. yeah. I'm curious to see how they're going to do moving forward. I got a mailer from them right. explaining like some other stuff that they have coming up. And there's like a thriller with like Ben Affleck coming out. I forget what it's called now, but, but it sounds like they have some interesting stuff actually. At least they have stuff that's in production and is going to be on the release calendar and has big names. That's the biggest thing. That's the easiest way to sell a movie is having a-list talent in it even if it doesn't have an a-list budget or it doesn't have everything that a major film company can inject into things yeah you have to have a name on the front of it you have a movie uh like uh broken hearts gallery and you don't have anybody in it you can't sell the it red ranger well the you know red the power ranger <laughs> there's guys. been a lot of time yeah his name is daiquiri daiquiri maybe I think there's there's been a shift though. It used to be you could sell a movie purely on star power, right? And then there was a shift to IP, and that the franchise mattered. It didn't matter who you put in it, and I think we saw that with those superhero movies. You weren't going and seeing Chris Evans as Captain America. You were just going to see Captain America. Yeah, Chris, I was going to see Chris Evans, but everybody else was seeing Captain America. Yeah, Chris Evans for sure was not 
he was he, people were familiar like they've seen right. him in Fantastic Four, but he for sure was never like or was not like an A list considered talent. No, which they, is they ridiculous. Weren't, right. They weren't, but they were under Marvel. Right, that's it's what not, I'm saying. It's not so, an upstart. but so even moved, still, that's early. That's but still it moved early away days. from. You got to go see this actor in this movie too. You got to go see this franchise because it has this story and this IP in it. And I hope that after we get out of COVID, that the that it goes back to seeing like these actors because I just think that's a lot more fun to go in and see. And then you don't have these franchises that go on and on and on. It's more based on one-offs. Yeah, I mean one-offs for me would be like storytelling like the story yeah. just requires it to just be one and done which yep. i hope solstice is kind of doing i hope they have a mixture of that while adding in talent like uh russell crowe or ben affleck um in their future one-off movies maybe they turn to franchises but i i hope for right now they at least are just good money makers as solo stories yeah yeah no you could definitely turn this into a series now this movie was obviously based on road rage from the trailer and you could find things in society that create these situations and make a unhinged series or a trilogy that cause these people to go off the rails. Relatable stories. Right. Yeah, that are in the same Road same rage, universe. You know, that getting fired. What would make people snap? Turning thirty three. Somebody winning the lottery <laughs> in their family. Birthdays. Yeah, that could be kind of a Birthdays. fun <laughs> where you turn it into, you know, a not the not, death in the family. Not M. Night Shyamalan, but you could turn them into a universe that is created around this. Right. The this concept guy, of going unhinged. This Russell Crowe gets unhinged, but he inspires someone else to do something similar. Unhinged birthday cake. <laughs> <laughs> birthday disaster. Unhinged quarantine with a four and six year old. You see, you see Russell Crowe just drop a yeah. cake and he just gets angry. He lashes out at everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Solstice, take notes. We're on your side here. <laughs> yeah, what do we, we? So what do we got next? We've got the uh, one-off with the uh, major Hollywood star Tom yeah, Cruise. Yeah, talking about one-offs. Hopefully, I don't know how many times they're going to let him go to space. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's, let's see if this first space movie does well. We'll yeah. go well, from the, there. The SpaceX launch to the space station was successful, so now let's yeah. just put Tom Cruise up there and see what happens. Right. So the Tom Cruise space movie is got its director. He chose Doug Lyman. Yep. Who he worked with Tom Cruise in the past with American Made and the underrated Edge of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. People need to check that out. It's Maybe amazing. Maybe the best time travel movie of the last 10 years? Yeah. I would easily agree with that. Well, Endgame, okay. ooh, Endgame. Well, Edge of Tomorrow, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Endgame had all this build up. I, I don't. We knew Endgame was going to be a time travel movie. <laughs> that is not be. a surprise. Sure, sure. <laughs> Fair <I> mean, enough. <laughs> Edge of Tomorrow, you knew there was going to be flashbacks, and but it was it ended up turning into a time travel movie. Yeah, and it's amazing, definitely amazing. So I guess Christopher McQuarrie, who works with Tom Cruise on uh, Mission Impossible movies, is going to be done after seven and eight working with tom so well, he got his second choice in doug lyman i think it, the first director ha- was gonna have an early death on tom cruise's other stunts 
Oh yeah, I mean. So he's like, I'm, I'm good. I'm tapped out. I've made enough money for you know the rest of my shortened life now. He survived. Yeah. I, I made it through this without killing Tom Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> now I'll leave it to somebody else to shoot him into orbit. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Cruise probably doesn't have a care in the world about how the stunts go, but everyone else on set must be having a nervous breakdown whenever yeah. they watch them, including the director. So yeah. it, so it's no wonder that. It, as Corey's ner- probably like, nah, I'm not doing the movie. As space. nervous as Elon yeah. is standing there with uh, the president next to him shooting a rocket into orbit, it's like if Tom Cruise is in a capsule, he's gonna be just yeah. <laughs> fill in the back of his pants. Like, please don't explode. Please don't explode. Please yeah. don't explode. There's still no distributor for this movie yet, right? Like, oh. no information about it. Oh no, they'll it'll. You could sit and say Paramount's gonna buy it because they did. The, the Mission Impossible's, but in we'll the see world, what the cost of putting somebody into space is, the and world, then we'll the world see we who live in today. Is step I mean, up to why that. wouldn't SpaceX or NASA try to distribute this on their own? Yeah, <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, there's ability to do that now, I mean, or the I, military and and do the Space Force, similar to Top Gun, which yeah. was the greatest recruiting video for the Navy and Air Force. We need ever. a Space Force recruiting video of Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> He's done it before. He'll yeah. do it again. I honestly wouldn't be shocked if Apple plus whatever it's called comes in they have the money they need the product this would be huge if they don't lose all their money on the other one all these new acquisitions well true what was the one they just picked up greyhound no no scorsese scorsese yeah Yeah, if scorsese doesn't spend all the apple money they might have some leftover so tom cruise can go to space i wouldn't be shocked (laughs) or spacex distributes yeah they go into that business now yeah (laughs) hbo max is out there spending all this money too and they just pulled one of the classic titles of all time from their streaming yeah gone with the wind wow i get it it's like um there's a lot of questioning of racial things in our culture right now but if you didn't know that this movie made in the 30s had racially insensitive parts to it, then... That seemed normal to them at the time. Yeah. And, and is oh, it been hailed as one of the greatest movies ever made. It's super long. It's played consistently for like 60, 70, 80 years. Like, we have locations that play it the same week every year Yeah, because it is one of these classics. But... It was made in a time frame. There was no Me Too. There was no... I, I mean, know. Um, civil rights hadn't even been approved. A discussion. A discussion yeah, at that point at when it was made. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, they they pulled it for the time. I'm sure it'll come back with one of these uh, disclaimers at the beginning. I think it should, yeah, just have a disclaimer saying, please remember the context to which this was created. And if you're uncomfortable, just don't watch. I think... Yeah, I think that's what they're going to do. With cultural stuff, there still needs to be a certain level of, um, you know, self-responsibility with these things. For sure. But to not have these discussions beforehand... Right. With your streaming, like, if you're taking the Warner Brothers catalog and not looking and framing this in a certain way... Like Disney I, did it I with Disney like Plus. I feel like it's a very reactionary um, decision and not... It, but it shows you... I, no one was asking for this, I, I don't think. I wouldn't be shocked if they thought they could. They were going to be fine with it because it's not exactly children children's programming. Like Disney Plus, right. they have disclaimers for like Dumbo and maybe Son of the Wind. I can't remember if that movie's even on there yeah. now or not. But. but it shows you that there's still systemic problems with these things where you yeah. can't... The, well, these discussions were not had prior to this 
You know, they right. probably picked out five or six movies that they excluded because of things like this. But, you know, you, for them not to have these conversations ahead of time shows you that there's still not this forethought mm. about race and things that have happened previously. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just, at, at least it, he'll be coming back with that disclaimer, but it, it might not have been the wisest move to not think about that in the right. first place. Maybe, but it just seems like, it. I don't know. I, I thought it seemed a little silly that to pull it completely for events way outside your control over something that ev- like everybody should know it's, it's this way. Sure. I'm not saying they need to accept it. I'm not saying they need to watch it, but I think you get in a really kind of gray, scary area when you just start self-censoring product. Mm-hmm. And I think it should be left up to the individual to decide. Yeah. And, and even if there is like censoring that you feel like you need to do, I would just right. have that disclaimer, but not censor it. Cause again, yeah. it is up to the individual. If you do want to watch, watch that. Yeah, ex- exactly. And I mean, I've never watched it. So I should really shouldn't be talking about it. Cause I really don't know <laughs> the extent of what the racial stuff is in it. Sure. Cause I've never seen it. I know it's there though. Yeah. I know that it's, boring and long and i don't want to watch it well it's funny because after that got pulled i believe it was like amazon they were saying like it was the number one movie that was like being rented i might i might be misremembering that but because of people being pulled it got them i think partially it got them curious to check it out but also right uh because of the times we're in that maybe they want to see a piece of history maybe maybe i don't know would i probably book in a theater right now probably not so I mean, but to be honest, like it surprises me that Amazon has it being like number one on whatever list it is in the first place. Because like, if you're not booking, you're probably not booking it at theaters because not many people are really wanting to check it out. So like, right. it just amazes me that there is so much like of people talking about this movie. Because odds are, when they go on HBO Max, are they really going to be watching Gone with the Wind, or are they yeah. going to be going to like? The Big Bang Theory or Friends or like, you know, Lord or, of the Rings or, or Harry Potter or, Harry, or Harry Potter. Exactly. Yeah. So, it, so it was surprising on just so many levels to me when this news happened. Yeah. I, I don't have HBO Max either, so I don't know what's on there. <laughs> I, I basically just listed you all their material. All the good Apparently stuff. Apparently they're like pulling DC, some DC movies for a bit too. Really? Like after this month. Yeah. I don't, I didn't understand the full reasoning behind it i guess maybe because of deals with they'll figure out their stuff and get it together here yeah. soon i just think it kind of goes to show that their opening for this was not very well planned at all yeah not as thought well thought through yeah exactly yeah. so i think rushed. it's kind of hurting right now after yeah. disney got out there they had to get it out maybe sooner than expected and mm-hmm. didn't get into these things um along the vein of streaming uh spike lee's new film da da five bloods comes out on netflix today it's not something we want to spend a lot of time on but it was interesting uh spike lee running the uh junket tour for this and trying to get some promotion out mentioned that he was a big proponent of theaters and wanted to get this film made and put into theaters but no studios would touch it even after black klansman and yeah. his oscar you know well, nominations and, for it. Yeah. yeah and this goes into and all of the talk about how he was you know missed out on the oscars before and he is just an oscar worthy director and nope, i mean all this, the hype this goes into the aggressive you know 
racial tones that he puts in his movies. This was Vietnam War, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that go into it, but he shopped it everywhere, and he took Netflix as a last resort. It was not his first choice. A focus, you know, promoted Black Klansmen and got him into the Academy Awards with it, with their, you know, guidance and distribution model of it. Yeah. It played well, but there was this idea that another acclaimed director wanted to put a film into theaters and wasn't able to because of whether it was budget or just the content of the film, which is disappointing. But, uh, you know, it speaks to, you know, one-offs not being where the the film companies want to be. Yeah, they definitely don't have the faith in it. (laughs) Sorry, guys. Good yawn there. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm I'm just as disappointed. I've been hearing nothing but great things about this movie. Like, it's supposedly, they're now claiming that it's, like, one of his best movies, if not the best that he's done. So just to hear that great news on top of what you're describing to us, Ken, like, it's just just frustrating. Like, I wish that some studios, like, could be able to make compromises with these directors to make some good theatrical content. Which studio do you think should have done it? Who do you think would have been best suited? Honestly, I would have liked if he returned to Focus Features. So Universal? Yeah. Under Universal? Yeah. yeah. I just know Black Klansman uh, worked out pretty well. I mean, to put under it them. under the umbrella of would a you have large gone film company and then a larger have a small... One? Well, you have Universal and then Focus makes art films. Right. I mean, there's there's a place for these. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Solstice I mean, Studios? It's not, <laughs> it's not going to open to $100 million, but in the run, they make their money back mm-hmm. and more. And... For would United Artists have been a good possibly, pick? Possibly, but it's it has to have the, it has to be a place that can take a loss and take some heat from right. the the tone of the film. You have to be able to say that we make these kind of movies. We let these minority directors, producers, storytellers do what they do. Right. And and, and make the movie they wanted to make. Yeah. And survive the wave of criticism that's going to come from one or both sides for sure yeah it's interesting to think of which studio would have been a good fit maybe one of those do you think something as small as like ifc or a24 it's just the budgeting yeah you know ifc is not going to come up with the number that they need for marketing ahead of time to to make the movie i mean this has oh this is a war movie with um race around it but i mean there's helicopters there's explosions you know ifc does helicopters and explosions, but they're um, mid-level CGI. That's true. They're, they're more of a just distribution. They don't produce stuff. I can see A24. They've made some pretty good um, content and due to raise like uh, waves from last year and Moonlight, which became like a Oscar-nominated yeah. movie. I could did see A24 produce working. those, or did they just pick up the just buy the distribution? I don't know. I'm not sure if they bought those after the fact. That's yeah. usually the A24 model minus a few things. Yeah, so maybe that's why he couldn't, because he needed that f- uh, financing component. Maybe that's why he couldn't. Yeah, it is possible that it's pretty. I haven't seen the movie. I'm wanting to this it, weekend, but it could it just be so right. much bigger than the stuff that he's done? Bigger yeah. in, I guess, in budget cost. and scale. Yeah. Because it's like a war movie, so he probably needed a lot more than of of a budget. Yeah, speaking of budgets, AMC has blown theirs to smithereens. <laughs> they were already in uh, in a hole. Uh, we told you about back right. in January that they were negative for where they, they needed to be. And we kind of assumed that before Corona, there was going to be a 
a looming bankruptcy on the horizon for AMC. And now that they're working on that with their legal team, they announced that the losses from the closures have totaled more than $2 billion. Is that worldwide, though? Or is that just in the U.S.? I, I don't even know if that's in American dollars with, <laughs> with AMC. It could be I bet that I bet that's worldwide. But still, I mean, that's staggering. Yeah. I mean, they're the, they're the biggest, so they're going to have the biggest number. Yeah. And they had debt already on the books. So this is... They, the, they amassed quite a bit of debt trying to become the number one theater chain. And I get that. It, but it, I, what I take from it was just how, you know, everybody was saying that the theater industry movies were dying and that no one wanted to go see movies anymore. But you can see how the cost of having shut down the industry for this long, like how big the industry really is and how vibrant and and I think strong movie going was at that, you know. If you can say you were going to make $2 billion in three months. Right. <laughs> you know, that's... A, and it, and AMC wasn't making that much money in that time. So it's hard because that that's just their cost that they've racked up from their leases and expenses. And they were already not making expenses before. But I just... I just think it just shows that the the industry was good no matter what people were saying that streaming was 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 still around and it was still not hurting it as much as what people I think had or a- analysts had looked at. Yeah, and there's no industry that hasn't been affected by this. Even right. the you know, grocery stores that have been allowed to be open are now affected by people moving on their money over to other businesses mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's seen whether it was not an initial drop it's a further drop right with less money out in the economy there's less money to spend everywhere everywhere but people need an escape and that's why we believe in the theater model and people what we saw from covid is they want to escape their homes they want to get out they need some reason to be outside the house as great as streaming is they they still want to get out and and I think COVID just proved that. Are they going to get out as often as they did, you know, pre-streaming? No. Are they going to go to the theater as often? Probably not. But are they still going to go? Yes. And that's what we got to, like, take from all of this. People the, love the outside yeah. <laughs> much more than we thought they did. The wave subsides, the wave crests, but then eventually there's an even, mm-hmm. an even amount of people coming through that we can build on. Yeah, which will happen in time. One person at your seven o'clock show turns into two, turns into four, turns yeah, into eight. With product, though, what we're seeing in reality is that your seven o'clock show when you first open will have 10, 15, 20 people, whatever you're allowed to have it. And then each week it gets a little less and a little less. I mean, repertory product only sustains you so much. People still need new product. We need yeah. Chubby Russell Crowe to save us all. Yeah, you're going to have a problem. Can do it. When Chubby Russell Crowe saves everybody. Yeah, if there's any concessions left. <laughs> You're terrible. Jeez. So big, guys. It was almost distracting. He's had a he's at he's gone through a lot. He's gone uh, through it a was, lot of calories. It was obviously well, distracting. <laughs> Keep talking about it. The entire time while Ken's watching Unhinged, he's just going fat. I get, I get so hungry during it. <laughs> I had to pause and go for snacks just to make sure there was food left in the cupboards for me that Russell Crowe hadn't snuck into the middle of the night and stolen my Fritos. He's road raging everywhere. You don't know where he's going to break down the doors. Next, it'll be your house taking your snacks. Well, I can't apparently, believe I'm joining in on you this. You left your, let yourself go. So 
I might have to check out Unhinged and Chubby Russell Crowe and be like, that's my future. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I get to look forward to. Waking up to that every day. Yeah. Well, not waking up and watching Saving Private Ryan. No, no. But I sure did. (laughs) Going or watching it before I go to bed. Guys, I played video games. My brain was so fried. I played video games this week. I got back into Skyrim, and listeners probably know how enthralling that is. I mean, movies are also a good uh, way to escape as well. Right, but (laughs) I'm just saying. I chose video games this week. (laughs) Leave me alone. (laughs) It felt it felt good and accomplishing to go through some dungeons and clear out some bandits. In in the video game, right? Not in real life. Right. <laughs> it probably couldn't even lift a sword. I'm so weak and pathetic. <laughs> so Cody's got Saving Private Ryan to watch this week, and then we'll pick out another title from... Yep, I got two. AFI's top 100 list to get her to 21 by next Friday. Ooh. Okay. Oh, also, I just would like to say I was good. I learned from my mistake last week, and yeah. now I watch Small Soldiers, as you requested. That was the one, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay, good. Yes. So do we want to do Kyle's review or do we want to punish Cody first? Whichever. Cody, let's, do you want... Let's get the punishment out of the way because I, I want to talk to Kyle. And... All right. We okay. Well, we have the uh, classic Dak Shepard, Bradley Cooper movie, Hit and Run. Okay. You remember this one, right? It grossed a total of, I think, $4 million? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> well, I've picked out a Drawing very sele- a blank. I've picked out a very selective scene from this film. If you've seen it, you know what scene I'm talking about already. But uh, I have hit, no idea what you're talking go about. Go ahead and hit play. That just makes the punishment all the better. You can narrate it for us. Is this where you. Dak Shepard met um, Kristen Bell? No, is I this think this is movie? all. No, this is, is she his, in it. She's in it. This is his his own production. He put his own cars in the movie and cast his friends and his wife, I believe, at this point in the oh. film. She was probably married to him. Yeah. Uh, so when go ahead and narrate what's made. going on okay. before you push play. So right before I push play, it looks like Kristen Bell is with Dak Shepard and they're they're going into a hotel room. Motel. Motel. Sorry. <laughs> Context is key. Doors on the outside. Motel, doors on the outside. There's no interior hallway. It is all open to the outside. Okay. And then there's captions that says it's just bringing up some weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the start. Okay. I'm hitting play. How long does it go? You'll know when it's over. No, you'll know when it's over. Okay. It is weird how Dak Shepard's career went. Oh my God. And Kristen Bell's went. It's not ready for that. There's naked people on the bed. (laughs) They're like, what kind of weird shit? He's like, I don't know, just weird shit. And then you see that there's naked people on the bed. What kind of naked (laughs) people? (laughs) Oh my God, guys. Um, There's a gentleman... An older gentleman with... uh, Elderly would be the word you're looking for. Older. He's not white-haired. Okay, keep going. An older gentleman. Okay, and then an older lady, but she has pearls around her neck, and that's it. (laughs) She's heavy set, and her belly covers the hoo-ha, and she's got her arms up over her breasts. Are we going to get demonetized? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Oh, my God, now it's all boobs. Oh, there's a super old, old man with a fetus. Oh, my God. (laughs) He just popped out of the bathroom. Demonetized. Here we come. <laughs> uh, oh, there's an old lady there too. I didn't even notice her. Oh, okay. So there's obviously two couples, one significantly older than the other one. 
and they're like averting their eyes going very sorry very sorry which i just tried to do too (laughs) and then they got out of the room can i stop now yeah kyle how was small soldiers (laughs) oh my god (laughs) i saw an old man penis (laughs) so much of it (laughs) oh the reaction was priceless that was great speaking of small soldiers (laughs) yeah Oh. Uh, let's sm- talk about a children's show now. <laughs> well, that that's the funny part. Like, I for some reason thought Small Soldiers was gonna be not a children's movie. I was expecting it to be a uh, raunchier comedy for adults. Yeah. I don't know why I kept thinking to myself that it was that. But <laughs> like so, I'd... like, at the start of the movie, I'm like, where does all like the <laughs> You know, all the raunchy stuff that these toys are supposed to say in, like, the first 10 minutes. But then I finally figured it out. I was like, oh, it's for kids. It's a kid's movie with a ton of violence. It's actually, yes, exactly. I was like, there's a lot of violence, but I don't see anything. And then it it took me a second to realize, oh, yeah, it's actually for kids. Uh, And I think that actually made me enjoy it a bit more uh, just because it was so violent and it was so just... (laughs) kind of nuts of a concept but yeah. i was able to dig it i was able to how'd have you, a good time with it how'd you like the 90s like cgi like military tech oh it's delightful <laughs> so is that how artificial intelligence is going to be in the future maybe with better cgi but... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no actually that cgi wasn't all that terrible i thought i thought that yeah. actually i mean it kind of held up yeah yeah it it was for sure better than i imagined it was gonna look (laughs) so no it was actually a a sweet story about you know kid moving to a new town and has a crush on the girl next door and then you know violence ensues because toy soldiers come to life right (laughs) but the but the good there's good toy soldiers but they look but they're supposed to be the they look like the enemy soldiers i did like like aliens i did like that spin on it for sure and david cross is from Arrested Development is in the movie, and that made me happy. So <laughs> pleasant really surprise. Funny. Yeah, exactly. It was a pleasant <laughs> surprise. So well, that came to us from a listener. So you're welcome. Shout out to them. I don't know yeah. who uh, did it, but thank you. I yeah. had a good it's, time watching it. It's Trevor. It Trevor. is Trevor. Yeah. All right. Shout out to Trevor. <laughs> thank you. Um, so yeah. So this week we dun, had. Dun, I dun. was asking Ken several films. So the ones I was. Oh, I heard. <laughs> the ones I was kind of thinking was just friends with Ryan Reynolds. Maybe next week because that one is funny. Um, and then like, should I go like Grandma's Boy? Should I go Beer Fest? Like, where are we going comedies or should I go more fantasy again? You did Thirteenth Warrior. I thought maybe Van Helsing would be a good one, but we landed squarely on Three Musketeers from 2011, not the uh, Tim Curley, no. Curry. Charlie Sheen version. Nope. Oh, come the on. 20, Give me that one. 2011 version. <laughs> I want to watch Tim Curry. Ken, who is in the 2011 version? This is what made us land on this one. Because yeah. it had an incredible cast. And in, like the best cast, if you saw this cast for any movie, you'd be like, oh, that's going to be good. Yeah, okay. exactly. So when hearing them discuss about Three Musketeers, I thought for sure that Three Musketeers came out in. Um, like 2000 in like the mid 2000s yeah like for some reason i remember that movie coming out around that time i remember that these actors were pretty big at that point so i was assuming it was at that time period i did not realize it was like nine years ago that this movie came out it (laughs) came out 2011 and like the poster alone looks like it's a 2000s movie kyle just just close your eyes and think of think of you're casting your your movie. You're going to make a movie and you've got this cast signed on. 
Luke Evans, Mila Jovovich, Ray Stevenson, Orlando Bloom, Mads Mikkelsen, and to round it off, you have Christoph Waltz. As the bad guy. As Come the on. Vil- as the villain. I Can do you- love Christoph Waltz as the bad guy. But all of these, I mean, you're talking Oh, Logan a- Lehrman, too. You're talking up-and-comer. A plus, plus, plus casting. Yeah. With Orlando Bloom and Luke Evans, like, I picture mid-2000s for some oh, reason. Oh, and you, you forgot Matthew McFadden. I didn't. That, that's one reason why <laughs> I, I, dare you. I loved Matthew McFadden after Pride and Prejudice. He's a good actor. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see what he does in this one. He's <laughs> not going to do the all same character. to survive. But there's yeah. no, I mean, there are character actors in the film, but there's no character actors in that list. You have nine deep of people that can lead a major yeah. Hollywood feature. Sure. <laughs> that all have led major Hollywood features. So you need. <laughs> So you gather this all-star cast to completely forget about a story, apparently. But you have three a, musketeers. Oh, there's story. You have a timeless product. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's dying. No, there is story. And uh, I've heard mixed things. <laughs> it is not the best story, but it is still a very in-depth story that left off the and no joke the ending is a cliffhanger ready for a sequel oh for sure <laughs> for sure and you're just like why did this sequel not get made when you're done watching oh it? i am sure i'll come up with a couple of no. reasons i just hope i laugh because of how bad it is and not <laughs> you will just just wait i, am, I bet you eddie it's said so I'm good the, no i mean it's a classic story of french soldiers and musketeers and power struggles between a monarchy and the Catholic religion. There's that's the story has all these beautiful um, classic arcs in it, yeah, and all these classic relationships. And the movie has zeppelins in it. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> Just an wait. army of them. You can't see my They're face, but it's a stink to... face. It is that's for sure. not. No, it's amazing. Oh God, that's and Orlando, so many things. Orlando Bloom brings it in. It's, yeah. I love it. I actually we, have, we definitely have different definitions of so bad it's good, and I'm yeah, hoping this is we're so on the bad same it's page. Good. I am hoping we're on the same page. Just because we one. weren't on the same page with Venom doesn't mean that we won't be on the same page with this one. Uh, we've had many a conversations where it's ended similarly, so I'm really <laughs> hoping this is one of the few ones where we can how meet did this, in the middle. How did this come into context? What were we talking about that it brought it up? I was asking about. Was it Mila Jovovich that we were trying to figure out? Yeah. Yes, the star of Monster Hunter coming yeah. out sometime from Sony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. It says it's on the release date, but I'll never know what that movie's about or if it's ever. Isn't it based out. off the video game? I have no idea. I think. It's- yeah, there's a I video game. I don't know there was a video there, game yeah. called that. In fact, in the video game, I have never played it. I don't really know a lot about it, but I know that in the after. Um, Witcher 3 came out they did do Witcher 3 version Geralt in the Monster Hunter video game I think is like an add-on or something great addition Cody yeah great add-on very excited so I, I think <laughs> that's all I know where Cody gets to pick Kyle's punishment I mean movie choice for the week I think Kyle gets <laughs> really to select to punish you I think Kyle gets I'm to so select excited. Cody's uh second feature this week you know out of all of these oh, movies. he's got a he's got a deep Grinchy smile got, on his face. He's only got one page. Give him all the rest of the pages. Nope, he's got the top. It's a we doozy. Don't need the it's top a doozy ones. of a page. <laughs> That's for sure. But the one that really is what stuck out to you. What stuck out to me is definitely definitely one flew over the cuckoo's nest. 
Okay. Because we've talked about this. I was... I wanted to the watch feel it good last classic. week. The feel good classic. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to watch that it last week. Everyone week. came out with a big old smile on their face. Okay. <laughs> but that, that'll, that'll be the one I choose. All right. Saving Private Ryan, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. That's going to be a tough double feature for you. I'm so jealous. Three Musketeers is so much better. <laughs> yeah. <enough>. Really? <laughs> I'll just watch it so we can talk about it. I mean, you can. It makes me excited. You've got to watch the other two, but sure. And I'll bring in my review of March for Death by Steven Seagal. <laughs> it's your birthday, so we're not going to bring up that you didn't watch Universal Soldier and that you need a punishment, but that's fine. It's your birthday. You're getting away with it. You didn't even I mean, remember what it was until I brought it up. You're like, uh, yeah, it's one of those dumb action movies. Truth be told, unhinged. even I forgot that yeah. Ken was supposed <laughs> to watch a movie. What are you watching? Marked for Death. Marked for Death. Steven Seagal. Is that what you just said? The neck breakingest film of all time. <laughs> Do you know how many neck breaks there are in it? Not enough. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. I just I just figured it was so specific that you must have known. No. <laughs> that you must have counted it once. No. And there may not actually be any neck breaking in this one. That's just what Steven Seagal was known for was uh, separating people's spinal cords from their heads. <laughs> Uh, so is that all that we got for today? Oh God, I hope so. <laughs> awesome, Ken. Yes, <laughs> I'm tired too. All right. Uh, well, thank you everyone then for listening to the Off the Break podcast. Uh, you can find us on all podcast platforms as well as at Silver Screen Insider. Where if you're a theater owner, manager, what have you, just trying to reopen their theater business and you need uh, some information or you need some assets for a bunch of repertory titles uh we're getting more and more each day just keep going on to silver screen insider onto our movie database and you'll be able to find what you're looking for probably yeah especially the old repertory stuff exactly need it if it's universal paramount or warners we probably have it oh yeah all in there all for the low low price of 25 dollars a month (laughs) thanks everybody have a good one bye